to put a little disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. I did not have my recording set up properly, so it's pretty tough to listen to, but it's only the first four minutes. Um, but this podcast is definitely worth getting through those first four minutes to really get into um, the meat of the podcast. It was a great episode, and uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned after the podcast to listen to me and my dad. The Interviews with Lorenzo Melcher. This is the Nerdball Podcast. I'm here today with health coach Michael Woods. Um, thanks for joining me today, first of all. I appreciate you being here. Uh, you're also here with your son, but he uh, didn't want to be on today. <laughs> As most 14-year-olds will probably not want to. Um, but I, uh, we became Facebook friends because we have uh, a lot of friends in common. Um, and I enjoy your posts. Uh, it's a lot of uplifting stuff. Um, I'm assuming that's coming from the health health coach side. Um, and I'm su- I will probably learn that it's just you in general, just an uplifting guy, right? How did you start into this health health coaching journey? I guess. Well, three years ago, I was at a place to where I just needed better health. I've always been fit. I've uh-huh. always been physically active. Former collegiate football player at okay. PGSU, both albums. And I just started to get out of shape. I let myself kind of go away a little bit. I was sitting at a job where I was sedentary most of the time. Okay. So I was a, I was a counselor. I was a licensed professional counselor, and I was working with a lot of clients. The job was stressful. Mm-hmm. It was a great job. It was a great opportunity being able to help a lot of people. But the job was stressful. And I, was, um, I was ready to shut down. So my way of shutting down was watching TV. Yeah. And I was always physically active, still working out, mm-hmm. but I was just gaining a lot of weight. And I realized that it wasn't the working out that was going to really make a difference. It was actually battling into my health and nutrition. Yeah. Also working on my health and mind. Yeah. Uh, developing and cultivating a healthy That's what I always feel for, for myself, and we've talked before, um, that I just, like, I know what I need to do. And, and I don't know, like, how, explain to me how you started, because I know what I need to do, but it's just, like, the willpower to actually, like, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, how'd you get over that that mountain, I guess? Well, the cool thing is I'm a guy that loves structure. Structure's my best friend, and I work a lot easier with structure, and my plan was really amazing because it had structure to it. Okay. And I was just at a point where I was ready. I, I mean, I, I was so ready to get healthy that I was willing to eat. All right. Okay. So, but the structure really helped. Mm-hmm. Made it easy for me. Yeah. It, did you find that once you started, it was like no going back, like from day one, or was it a, like a struggle to continue to to keep it going? Like I said, I was ready. Yeah. And I was just gonna follow through with it the whole way I was fall in. Like, I don't know what it was, but I just knew like I needed something to change. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you? <laughs> Um, for the people that you help, um, is, do you like, like, I, I guess my, it's hard to, to ask this question just cause, cause you only know you, right. And when you're helping new people, um, do you let them know how you did it or do you want them to figure out how to do it themselves? 
But there's a, there's power in your story, uh-huh. and it gives people a point of reference as to what the program will look like or what this journey will look like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of do both. I, I share my story, and at the same time, I want to give them the autonomy to know that the journey is going to be different, yeah. and the autonomy to be able to kind of work it out themselves. Because the thing that we really focus on is not so much just the diet and nutrition aspect. We really focus. Okay. And we really help them work through that. So if you can empower people and give them the autonomy to be able to work through some things in their own minds, uh-huh. it helps. Yeah. Feel- yeah, because then it feels like this this is mine. Like mm-hmm. like someone like you said, you could tell your story, but that's your story. Mm-hmm. Now let's make my story mm-hmm. with your help, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so you play football at BG. Did you grow up around here? No, I'm from Columbus. Okay, Columbus, right. Ohio, originally. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, tell me about because I'm I've I've interviewed a lot of um, college athletes here, and Coach Kriegel went to BGA. Interviewed mm-hmm. him about his his recruiting process. Can you tell me about yours when when you went through this process? Well, it was it was definitely unique because I was I wasn't heavily recruited. Okay. So I had to put in a lot of work to put myself out there. Um I didn't really get a lot of support from my coaches at the high school, at the high school I went to. So my dad and I we had to build the plane. Yeah. Fly the plane as we were building it and we had to learn through the process and it was a journey. Yeah. Um we didn't take no for an answer. There was a point where I was wanting to acquire film from from a high school coach and he refused to give it to me. Why why would you do that as a coach? I don't know. It, it was it was something that he kind of did. He cuz he yeah. kind of did that to a lot of a lot of his athletes. Yeah, you were well, speaking from a coach like I want my kids the, the kids I coach to do as best as they can. I'll do anything you want, you yeah. know. It's I mean, it, it just seems like a weird thing. I don't I, I don't know, but we found a way. We kind of yeah. went above him. I think we went to the superintendent or something like oh, that. Wow. And he, he gave us the film, but he didn't give me the film in which I had the best games. Uh, so we just worked with what we had. But the cool thing about uh, it was what came out of that was um, we sent him to different schools. I had a buddy of mine who was playing for universe, uh, Pitt University. And okay. So we had a chance to get some connections with some coaches there. And I sent video film to him, yeah. to the uh, recruiting coordinator over there. And I had a chance to go on a visit there. And it, it was it was really cool. But yeah. um I wasn't a good student, so mm. my um, I didn't make the NCAA clearinghouse because my ACT score. Um, I took my ACT when I was a senior because they didn't really tell us. I didn't know anything about an ACT oh, or wow. SAT until my senior year. They said, "Oh, you got to take an SAT." Wasn't a good test taker. Yeah. So I didn't score too high. Actually, I got a seventeen, but uh, <laughs> I didn't score too high on it. So I went the junior college route. So mm-hmm. I went to Valley Forge Military College. It was in Wayne, Pennsylvania. It's a little outside of philadelphia uh, larry fitzgerald went there oh wow and he was there like a year or he was year, he was there a year or two before i got there and he ended up going to pit but i had a chance to see film of him while he was there yeah pretty amazing by the way <laughs> i bet <laughs> yeah i mean just some of the stuff he did he just made it look so easy yeah but um so i played there for two years and then um i ended up getting injured my sophomore year or my second year at the junior college mm-hmm. i fractured my shoulder so uh, Pitt was still interested in me, but after I got injured, it kind of dropped off. So my dad and I, we just kind of, we started back at square one. Yeah. And we just started looking at some schools in Ohio. And I was Cincinnati, Miami, and BGSU. So I took a trip to BGSU, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. So that was kind of the school where I went, where I decided to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Did, what'd you, um, what positions did you play? Corner. Corner. Yeah, okay. I played cornerback. All right. Yep, so did yeah. you um, in high school did you play offense I, and defense? I, I that's the thing. And that's why I'm always on him. Like learn how to play both positions. Yeah. Play D B and play wide out. But anyways, no, I just <laughs> play wide receiver. I play wide receiver. I wish I would have got more exposure on defense. Yeah. And I think it would have helped a, a great deal. But um Did you guys have a, a, a big school where where because I know some bigger schools that you only play offense or you only play defense? No, it wasn't that big of a school. I don't know why I never played defense. Oh, okay. It just I just always play wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. So so when you so when you got to Valley Forge, did they was it for wide receiver or they wanted you to play corner? So I played wide receiver my first year. I did pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, I, my second year, they were like, you know, for recruiting purposes, you know, just with your height and everything, and you have good footwork, why don't you try DB too? So I played both. Oh, I was wow. playing wide out and cornerback. Uh, and uh, the first time that they threw me in at corner, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I had I had no clue. So I went out there, and they just told me to just light up against this guy. Yeah. And I went out there, and the wide receiver ran a slant. I took the wrong angle, and he ran right in front of me. And he got like 20 yards. <laughs> Luckily, the safety tackled him. And then yeah. the second play, literally the second play, he ran a five-yard out. I took the wrong angle, and he just went right up the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and then, literally, the third play, he ran like a hitch or some type of route. And I finally kind of caught on to it, and yeah. I just hit him. You know, I made the tackle. And, yeah. and from there, I just picked it up. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any coaching. and But it well, that, was funny. That, that is um, a strange thing, especially to come out of high school, um, play wide receiver. And they're like, hey, let's you know try it. And then just to throw you in there, it just yeah. seems, that seems weird. They never told me during a week of practice, yeah. like, we're going to have you play DB. <laughs> they were like, Woods, go out there and play DB. I'm like, what? Like, I had no clue. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I mean, so that's, I mean, you got you to learn on the fly there. Oh, I did, yeah. And, I, I learned quick. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you're lucky because sometimes they might see a few plays, even though they know they haven't coached you on it, and they might be like, no, go back. Yeah. You know, but they didn't. You know? They kept me in. Yeah. They, they, they must have saw something. That third play, I guess. Yeah, they kept me in. Yeah, I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. After I made that hit, I was like, all right, okay, I got this. Yeah. Sometimes so. it's always just just one. You could mess up nine times out of ten, but it's that one time where it's like, okay, now I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Or, or you only remember that one time, you know? It's, yeah. That's all it takes sometimes. And that's the beauty of, like, football as a sport. Like, if you can just get that one good play, mm -hmm. it, it's such a confidence booster. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. I got this. Yep. And sometimes that, that parallels into life. Like, mm -hmm. if you can just get that or accumulate just that win, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is possible. L little things. Like, um, I've been using a, a budget app for the mm -hmm. past couple of years, and um, we, we, we don't have much debt anyway, but mm -hmm. uh, years ago when we had credit card debt, it was like, let's pay this credit card off. And it, was, it wasn't very, it was like $300 balance or something. But then yeah. it felt so good. Yeah. Like, this one's done. Yeah. You know? And it's just a little thing. But it continues to to snowball as they say and it makes you just feel better once you to do more you yeah. know so yeah mm -hmm. we see that uh so so after valley forge you went to bg mm -hmm. um you played two years there i played three years they redshirted me oh okay all right. my first year there all right how so. was uh how was that how was playing football there? that was fun because uh when i first got there it was fun because you had a chance to see the remnants of urban myers recruits oh okay okay so a lot of his uh, a lot of the guys he recruited were still there just kind of finishing out so you had like omar jacobs mm -hmm. 
Charles uh, Charles Sharon, uh, Cole Magner. Yeah, you know all these guys: James Hawkins, Steve Sanders, uh, BJ BJ Lang, like all these different guys. I think I said his name wrong. What, what year did you go there? So I went there. I, I arrived at BG SU in two thousand four. Okay, the summer right. of two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, that was. Um, so that would have been. I I almost played at BG. That would have been yeah. my freshman year mm-hmm. if I would have played there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that, and that's cool to see all those, mm-hmm. just all those. I think maybe that year was was that year the uh, when they played Northern Illinois on uh, game day was there. It was, yeah. Well, or was it? I don't know if it was that year or the year, but I, I know it was it probably was... a year before. Okay, all yeah, right. because um, we played Oklahoma that year. Okay, we played against Adrian Peterson. <laughs> so Adrian Peterson had like. 200 plus yards rushing. Then his second, his backup running back had like 190 some yards rushing. I mean, <laughs> uh, he was amazing. But uh, Omar did good because yeah. they had that spread offense, and Oklahoma yeah. really struggled with that. And Omar, he put up some nice numbers there. So, who was yeah. the coach when you were there? Greg Brandon. Oh, okay, all yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So, so you you um, you were there for three years. Mm-hmm. Being redshirted, does that? Is that like I, I guess during the recruiting process did they tell you like if you come here you're gonna be redshirted or is that something that happened when you got there? I think it was as the season just kind of progressed they just decided to redshirt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does how did you take that? Like did you did you feel okay or was it just like a gut punch like no oh, I want to? I was just so grateful to be there. Oh really? Yeah, I okay. was because I was a preferred walk on. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't get any scholarship. Yeah. I was preferred walk on. I was just so grateful. Yeah. And uh, Vance Joseph. I don't okay. know if you know who he is. Yeah, he he, he didn't be in. in the, he I was say he was a coach in the NFL too. Yeah, he coached the Broncos. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was really cool being able to because he was a secondary coach. It was really cool. Oh wow, being able to work with him and have him work with me. It was it was fun though. Yeah, yeah. you were you were kind of like the um, I was kind of like the hidden dummy. Yeah, there you know <laughs> I was you know sec so because you, you had to like you know you had a guard and. Um, you had to kind of show a defensive front for mm-hmm. the first team and all those different things. So yeah. that was kind of fun just to see those guys, yeah. you know, Cole Magner and those guys. And yeah. So did you get, uh, did you guys go to any bowl games? We went to the GMAC bowl. Okay. Yeah. We played Memphis and we played, uh, what was his name? D'Angelo Williams. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Is that you ended up playing for Carolina? Is yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Another another Adrian Peterson day. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you though. We actually beat him. Oh, did, okay. Yeah. We beat him pretty good. Um, he ended up getting hurt that uh, game. He left the game, but before he got hurt, like we shut him down in the beginning. Then, like second half, he just started. He started picking up. He started catching fire, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we need to stop him. And then he just ended up getting hurt. Yeah. And um, again, we had we had like Urban Myers recruiter recruits. So yeah. you know, Omar he had weapons to throw yeah. to. So that spread offense was just eating them up. Yeah. Was was Greg Bandon uh, the offensive coordinator when he was there, or was yeah, he, he an was. assistant coach? Right. Okay. He was the offensive coordinator. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would I'd say I would imagine all that stayed the same then, mm-hmm. even after he left. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, I, I had a friend who I don't know he Matt Leininger, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, he he was there when you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he talked about getting recruited by Urban Meyer mm-hmm. and uh, how how cool it felt. 
And it, you know, I was a preferred walk-on, but it still felt cool. Like when they took me to a basketball game, like yeah. just to, just to mm-hmm. like I, I tell high school kids now, like take every opportunity mm-hmm. because same thing with you and, and your dad. Like my parents had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea mm-hmm. what this recruiting process was like, and it yeah. was, we were just learning and and so just take advantage of everything and 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 i did and it was fun to go through all that yeah ultimately for me i mean you gotta you gotta love it it's your job Mm -hmm. um and and like you you know you're hitting the hitting dummy scout team Mm -hmm. and 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 i just i like to play football but i I didn't love it and Mm -hmm. ultimately decided not to do it um i love to coach Mm -hmm. and that's um that's taking the place of that but yeah 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 Mm mm-hmm um, so, so after, after three years at BG, did you get, um, did you get to play? I didn't play as much. No, that was probably one of the hardest things, yeah. you know, cause I worked so hard. I had to fight, I had to fight just to get there and then you get there and it's like, it doesn't work out. So yeah. what happened was, um, I started to, I started to, um, get more playing time mm-hmm. and I moved up to the rotation. So I was kind of rotating with the starter. I was kind of like second team in a sense. Okay. And then they recruited oh. some new freshmen and just my time just dropped. And, you know, spring ball of my second year, mm-hmm. I graded high because they graded us in our performance in our yeah. spring game. And I was one of the highest DBs that graded. Well, I had the high, one of the highest scores. Yeah. And as um, soon as the summer came, they recruited new, uh, new talent and, uh. You know, they just I just kind of kind of fell out. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you though, that that really taught me grit because mm-hmm. there were so many guys that quit. Being oh, a walk I bet. On. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard being a walk on. You have to really love the sport. You have to really want to continue to push through it. Yeah. And it really taught me a lot about not quitting because I wanted this so bad. Yeah. I just wanted because I had so many people down down the line that were tell. Well, years back they were telling me. It's not possible. You can't do anything like that. Yeah. And coaches, I even my own high school coach pulled me in his office after my senior year. And actually, I, I was getting recruited some after we sent out some films. So like Northwestern, you know, they looked at me, but they saw my grades. So yeah. they dropped off. But they were calling. So like Cincinnati and Miami were actually calling the high school, inquiring about me, wanting to reach out to the coach. But the coach never answered their calls. Wow. Yeah, so the coach kind of pulled me in his office because we were just lifting weights after the season. And he said, you know, I've been getting calls from these schools. And they're saying that, you know, they're interested in you. But he even told me, he's like, I haven't answered their calls. He was like, you're not good enough. He said, you'll never be as good as the guys on TV. (laughs) He did say that. Wow. Yeah, he was was pretty blunt about it. He said, you'll never be as good as the guys on TV. And uh, you don't have the grades, mm-hmm. so you just need to go to like a Division three school and play ball. Yeah. So and I, from when he said that, it didn't even bother me. That's the crazy thing. It didn't even bother me. I said, you know, I'm gonna prove him wrong. Yeah. That's why I didn't quit when yeah. I was a walk on. Even even knowing I wasn't gonna see the field, because I just want I just wanted to finish. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I played Division one football. Yeah. So. And that is that is something cool to hang your hat on. Yeah. Like. Like I mean, if if you're out somewhere and you guys start talking, and it just comes up, and it's a cool thing. Yeah. Like I'm, whenever I I see um, kids that I coach now Mm -hmm. um, play 
play football at any level. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's one thing I always think of like, man, I, you know, I wish I would have played it. Um, I don't have many regrets, and, and I definitely don't regret that because if I would have played, I probably wouldn't have met my wife yeah. um, because I met her because I, I was at BG going to school, but I, but it's because I was wasn't playing football and who I probably wouldn't have met her. I probably wouldn't have kids, you know? Yeah. So there's all these different paths, but it is one thing like, man, it would have been cool to say that I played football Yeah. and you get to say that, Yeah. you know, and you, and you, and you can say it proudly that yes, I, I, I was there and I didn't quit and I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, wh- what did you, um, go to school for? So originally I went, well, my major was in psychology. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that I wanted to go into some sort of counseling where I was helping people. Yeah. And it always tied back to which ties. Well, it always tied back to when I was in eighth grade. I, I grew up in a home, a, a faith filled home. Okay. And we went to a church in Columbus and it was called Columbus Christian Center. And a lot of Ohio State players went there. Oh, wow. And a lot of Buckeyes football players went there. And I was really having a tough time when I was in eighth grade. And I remember um, I was watching an OSU game. I don't know if you ever remember Ahmed Plummer. I do, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a game against Illinois, and he scored a touchdown. He got an interception, and he scored a touchdown. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was kind of like pointing at the sky, and he was just really – it was just an amazing moment. I was just in awe when yeah. I saw that. And I was like, I would love to meet him. And I, I guess my mom heard me say that. Mm-hmm. So he was at church the next day. <laughs> And as you can imagine, my mom goes up to him and says, hey, can you talk to my son? Here's my number. Guess who calls me? Guess who calls me on like uh, Tuesday? Wow. I met Plummer. He calls me and he sits. And the coolest thing about it was he just took time and he talked to me. Mm -hmm. He just talked to me. It it almost makes me want to tear up thinking about it. But he he sat and he just talked to me. And I said, you know, I want to do something like that. I want to be like that for someone else. And that's why I really had a passion for football mm-hmm. because this is a guy who used this platform in an amazing way to inspire and to empower people. Yeah. And I just wanted to be able to use whatever platform the good Lord gave me to be able to help some people along the way. Yeah. And that's how I originally got into counseling. So um, I majored in psychology. After I graduated, I had no clue what I wanted to do with it. Just like you, I met yeah. my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a she was a uh, cross country runner and she ran track as well oh, at nice. BGSU and she still holds one of the records. So her situation, her her college experience, <laughs> her athletic prowess, yeah, yours a yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was she was really good and oh. so we met and so we ended up having Dominic when, when we were both still student athletes. Oh, I was really? fi- I was finishing up football, yeah, and she was still running track, yeah. And it was crazy. Once once my season was over, once my football career was over, um, we, we had Dominic in January. Mm-hmm. So Dominic may not know this, but we had to work our schedules around because I was still in school. Oh, okay. So yeah. my schedule was I had to go to school in the mornings. I had to fix my schedule where I went to school in the mornings, come home, take care of the baby. Okay. While Lindy, after she had the baby, she only had like six weeks off. Then she had to get back into track practice. So oh, wow. She had to go to school go to track in the afternoon, go to classes in the evenings. <laughs> so we had to like wow. adjust our schedules with that. And um, so that was a, a lot of, of not seeing your wife. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Wow. And she, well, and then she had a, she had meets and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would have Dominic for the weekend. I remember our poor neighbor. Um, <laughs> I remember one time 
it was so hard. Dominic was just crying and he kept crying and I didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. So I just went to the neighbor. I'm like, can you help me? Oh, out? Man. Yeah. She, Lindy was in California for a track meet. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? I don't know what to do. But <laughs> my neighbor, she showed grace and she came along and she just kind of held him. And mm-hmm. cause you know how babies are, especially if you have those moments where they just, they're crying. You try to feed them. Nothing's working. They can feel your tense energy. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was like, yeah, let me, uh, let me see if my neighbor can help. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh but, no. Did you use her going forward? Like, Hey, uh, it's happening again. <laughs> well, I, I think maybe a couple other times, yeah. but she was, I mean, That's she awesome. was so understanding. Yeah. And, yeah. So, that, yeah. Now you, you said in high school, you weren't a good student. Did that change? Um, I guess it has to in college. Yeah. But do you remember like a specific time or a uh, a moment where you're like, I got to fix this? Or did it kind of just as you oh, got older? It, oh, it gosh. Fixed? Well, I'll say it this way. Grad school was my second chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do so well in college undergrad either. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't focus. And mm-hmm. um, that's why I'm like really hard on Dominic about doing his school because I'm like, I never want him to be in a position to where – if he's like a highly recruited player, yeah. the the recruiting, you go to a, a visit and the recruiting coach is like, we can't really offer you a scholarship because you're great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and that's what happened. And um, I had to watch my, my buddy sign his letter of intent at Pitt. But anyways, um, I, I really, I, I really struggled in undergrad, but then for some reason it just kind of clicked. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to go to grad school. That's a story in itself and how that opened up. I, cause I didn't know what was going to be next for me after I graduated from college. And was that, does that always the plan for grad school or was it? No, just like, no? no, I didn't. I was, it, it was a tough time. Cause right after, um, right after college, I, Right after football season, I was really depressed because yeah. I was really disappointed in how the season, how my career went, and okay. I felt like a failure. And um, but um, so you know, while Lindy was in school, I was finishing up school. I got like a little side job. Okay, I was working at Waffle House, and I just didn't know what I was going to do. So finally, one of my former teammates was like, "Hey, I'm doing some landscape work for if you want to make some extra money for a professor uh-huh. at the university and." You know, so finally I did some landscape work and he was like, so what do you want to do? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. He's like, what's your major? And I was like, in psychology. He's like, why'd you major now? I was like, well, I wanted to do counseling. Yeah. And then he finally was like, would you want to go to grad school? <laughs> He's like, I can get you assistantship, pay for your school. Wow. And I was like, uh, let me talk to my wife about that. <laughs> So I go home and tell Lindy about it. And she's like, are you serious? Yeah. So I ended up reaching back out to him. And, you know, so I finally ended up, I had an opportunity to go to grad school. Yeah, that's awesome. But grad school really helped me to mature Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And I did really well academically in grad school. I'm really grateful for that second chance. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. um, Most times, most uh, oftentimes than not, it's who you know and how you treat people Mm -hmm. that gets you other places mm-hmm. and, it, and it might not be a job it might just be like um you're looking for a home and you know somebody like hey before i put this on the market uh do you want to buy this house like it's yeah. just little things like that that mm-hmm. that can help you 
you know, propel, get further in life. And it's mm-hmm. just, and all it boys down to just being, being a nice person, mm-hmm. being a nice person, just doing, doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, and, and that's how you got that. Sounds like that grad, that grad school opportunity. That was a blessing, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 That was a blessing. It's, and then, you know, being a, and I'm sure it didn't get easier being a new dad and having to go to grad school now, mm-hmm. you know, it just, mm-hmm. it, um, I, I talked to my mom, my mom was going to nursing school and, and she had, I think I think she was pregnant with my sister, so she had three kids, wow. or two kids, and then pregnant mm-hmm. with one, and, and it's tough. That's a, mm-hmm. one thing. I, I went to school late. Um, I went to BG right out of high school, but I wasn't ready for school. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't care about it. Um, so I, I graduated um, from Owens with a two year degree, and I think I was twenty twenty four or twenty five. But that's when I was ready. That's that's yeah. when I could focus. That's when I could actually sit down and do the work. And, and it's, you know, I try to tell kids that too. Like it's just because your friend's doing this doesn't mean that's how you get it done too. Yeah. Everyone has different paths, right? And that's really good too because it's easy to fall into that comparative reality of mm-hmm. like, well, this per- it's easy for this person or this person's excelling. Why am I not excelling? Yeah. 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 And it's, and, and I do believe it's a timing thing, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you just have to live life to really understand the value of certain things, too. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I needed to live life to understand the value of, like, working hard and working hard academically. Mm-hmm. It took it took that, Yeah, you know? That's what I found out, like, not going to school. I just, I, I was a dishwasher at a restaurant here in town, at Biagi's, mm-hmm. when it first opened. And just seeing, like... Like I can't do this the rest of my life. Yeah, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and again, it's people helping me along the way. I got a different job uh, at Ed Schmidt, and my boss was awesome because he knew I wanted to go back to school, and he let me change my schedule around, knowing That's that beautiful. eventually I'd be leaving. But I, I was a, I was a good worker, and he let me move my schedule around to go take classes and mm-hmm. all those people. There's a lot of people that help you get to where you got to be, mm-hmm. and yeah. you just got to be. People have to be cognizant of of everyone that helps. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So. Um, after you you finish grad school, what um, do you get into counseling then? I do. That? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So my first job was in Toledo, like in Toledo. I worked at Harbor. Okay. Um, and I worked with youth. I worked with a lot of kids in the inner city of Toledo, mm-hmm. and it was such an amazing experience. It's funny because I would I would take some of the kids and just get them outside yeah. in the back and just throw the football with them. And mm-hmm. I had one kid tell me. That I was the first, I was I was the first guy that ever threw a football to him. Wow! And you know that that was really tough. It was it was an eye opener because just to be able to create that experience for him, mm-hmm. you just never know how that could give him a point of reference as to what's possible for him later in life and how he would be able to do that for someone else yeah. down the road. And um, but working working at Harbor was good. Um, it was hard because you. You work with kids that have limited resources, mm-hmm. and you have to really show grace. You have to really be under. You have to really be understanding of where they're coming from. Um, one of the, I guess, the hardest thing was really dealing with a lot of their parents. Yeah, because a lot of parents had their own issues and they were working through their own stuff, and mm-hmm. and they had limited resources, limited education. So I worked there for almost four years. I was I was getting burned out a little bit. Because after a while, it just started to kind of get old in a sense of it's, it almost felt like it was different kids, same story. Yeah. Kids angry because his dad's not in, the, in his life. He's getting in trouble at school. He's having trouble at home. Mm-hmm. The mom's looking at me like I'm supposed to be the kid's dad and I'm supposed to like tell him things that he needs to do. And all of a sudden, the kid's going to magically change. Yeah. 
And Do, does it get hard to not be angry at that kind of stuff? Not at like people, but just at the situation. Like again, like it just, like yeah. it just. It, for me, it'd be like, uh, and maybe that's what you're talking about. Like for me, it'd be like I just I can't do this because because then then i would assume because that's how i would be like i I would take it home and think about it not even yeah. at work but at home too well i i start initially it used it bothered me a lot mm-hmm. but then i started to become callous to it and i don't uh, mean callous like insensitive but i became callous to kind of protect myself because okay. otherwise i would just drive myself nuts yeah. thinking about these kids and because i had one kid that ended up <laughs> so i got i was doing notes for another client between sessions uh-huh. and my cl- clinical director came in and said, Hey, y- y- you have this kid, this kid's name. He's like, close this case right now. He just got charged for murder. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, just heavy stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I just became, I came, I became callous because I wanted to protect myself, mm-hmm. but I still, in the midst of being callous, I still had a hardened desire to want to help the kids in the best way I could. And I believe that I did help a lot of kids, even if the kids made it through high school or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's good enough yeah. if that's what if that's how far they were able to get in terms of where their environment in terms of their environment. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so I ended up getting burned out and I just Community mental health is a hard, it's, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, because everything's based off of numbers and you got to see it's, you have to see certain clients a month mm-hmm. and it started to become more of like numbers. It was yeah. about numbers. It wasn't really about like helping, helping. And that was kind of tough. That was stressful. But then, so I ended up going into private practice. There was a guy, um, but that I was in grad school with and he started his own private practice and he was a, he's a great, he's a great man. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked for him for nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah, until I, I finally walked away from counseling in October. Oh, just recently? Yeah. Okay. I got out of it. I was, I was I, like, you you said something about how, like, when you were working at Biagi's, yeah. you got to a place where you're like, I don't want to do this forever. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was. I, okay. You know? Yeah. So... So what what do you what do you get what are you doing now then? Health coaching full time. My oh, wife awesome. and I. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So it it just opened up. We were able to help a lot of people, and yeah. you know, health coaching creates a it creates a lot of opportunities for us yeah. financially. It creates a lot of opportunities for us to in terms of time freedom. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to be more with my kids more. Yeah. I'm not saying it's always easy because. <laughs> He could attest to how it can be hard at the house sometimes. <laughs> like, Dad, can you just go somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they 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 need me to go somewhere sometimes, but um, uh, or they need to go somewhere so they can get away from me. But yeah. um, yeah, it, it's just created the time freedom. I really like that because I, when I was working private practice, mm-hmm. I, I I never saw the kids in the evenings. Yeah, I was missing his games for the first time. I was able to make his games last season. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I was really grateful for that. Yeah. So and you have all your kids uh, in Perrysburg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yep. I, I remember we talked that that he's going to play. Uh, he plays football. He does, and then mm-hmm. he'll play next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I think that's one one major thing is people like is like you said the time. And, and being home and being able, you know, that's why a lot of people like to have their own thing or do yeah. their own business or mm-hmm. whatever because they can. Once they get the everything, the upfront stuff where where it might be a few years before you do have time, yeah. then, then you, if you're running your own thing, you get to have your, your own mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, 
So when you, you did you and your wife well, at the same time decide like, hey, we're going to do this? No, so she fun. actually came home first. So she was a teacher at at, at, Bowling, at Bowling Green Schools. Okay. So she teached there. and she, <laughs> It was funny because Dominic and his three brothers, they all would drive to BG with her. And so it was stressful because oh, the ride back from BG to Perrysburg, they're all fighting, crying, <laughs> everyone's hungry. <laughs> And she's like, look, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I just, I need to be home yeah. so I can really take care of them. And plus we moved to Perrysburg and it was like, I just want to be around just in case the kids need that extra support. Yeah. He needs that extra support. You know, we just didn't want to leave him home by himself and not really have that support. So yeah. it started with her coming home first. And then a couple years later, that's when I came home. So. Oh, so so it was a, a few years then. Yeah, it was like a couple. Well, okay. Yeah, it would be a couple years. Later. Was she was she doing the health coaching then for those two years? That well, she was doing health coaching and she was teaching. So oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm telling you, man, we've we've learned how to develop grit, man. Yeah, because just the stuff that we've kind of walked through. But um, yeah, she was she would just do the health coaching in the evenings, right when she come home, and you know I would help put the kids down, and yeah, it's kind of initially how it worked. So. Yeah. When you start, when you to go back to the beginning, when you first started, like, hey, I want to, I want to eat better, feel better, all that. Was that? Did you decide that first, or did you do it together, or was it? <laughs> no, one I decided first. I think Lindy was probably tired of hearing me complain about. I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, how the heck did I get like this, man? I used to be so fit. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I know someone that. She's a health coach, and mm-hmm. she has this amazing health plan. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I yeah. don't care. I'm ready. <laughs> I just want to get healthy. Do you guys work for, like, a particular program or company, or is it? Yeah, we do work for a company. And then um, so, but we're, like, independent contractors in a sense. Okay, all right. So and we just kind of build our business off of the umbrella of that company. It's an yeah. amazing company, and, you know, it's we do a lot. It's just fun being able to help and the community is amazing. Yeah. So that, that that's the part that like, if you have a community to, to support, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that makes whatever the decision is. Yeah. You know, that makes it, that makes it a lot easier to deal with mm-hmm. if bad or good. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And it, that, that, uh, again, that help, you know, that's always there. Mm-hmm. I know, um, when you talked about again, when you talked about being home, that was that's always something for me too because I I work um, six to two thirty, so I, I I like it because I can still coach football. Yeah, um, I can co- I coach track in the spring. Um, it allows me to do that, and there's been times where I turned down jobs because it wouldn't let me be home. Yeah, or I had to go um, to school at night to get this particular position or whatever. And I don't want to do that. Like, That's a golden schedule, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I love it. Cause even now, like in the off season, I get home at three and I, I have an hour to do something before my kids get home off the bus. Yeah. You know? And that hour, it, it might just be me doing, putting in, um, doing finance stuff, putting stuff in my budget on the computer, yeah. ed- editing podcasts, or sometimes it's it's watching TV. Sometimes I walk around the block. You know, it's just, it's cool to yeah. to have that little time. And I always try to tell my wife that too. Like, I understand when you get home, everybody's home. But it's real easy for us to, for me to take the kids somewhere if, because it's important to have time by yourself. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you need that re- self reflection. Even Absolutely. if, again, even if it's just sitting down, mm-hmm. you don't hear anything. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I get up at five okay. every right. morning because it's, it's nice because it's quiet. Yeah. 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 I, I need that. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I get up. Yeah, I get up about five twenty-five every day, and it is. It's it's uh, it's eerie sometimes, um, especially now because the it's it's dark all the time. Yeah, but but. <laughs> Uh, but but I I enjoy it. I've always been a morning person. I, yeah. My even my my super was like, you don't drink coffee. I was like, I never drink coffee. I just, yeah. I don't like it. Um. But I I enjoy being up. And, yeah. And my job's physical, so as soon as I get to work, there's always something to do, and it sure. get going right away. I would imagine if I sit in the office or I, or something, then I'd, I'd be sleepy. But you know, I don't always get the right amount of sleep. You know? Yeah. But but again, you know, having that alone time, our time after we put the kids to bed at like eight thirty, we get an hour and a half. With just us, yeah. So I don't want to go to bed right away. Yeah, you know? I want to be up with my wife. For yeah, a little absolutely. Bit, you, know? <laughs> you know how it is. You oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so now you get to be home, be with your kids. Yeah. Um, how many kids do you have? I have four boys. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Did that is that was that fourth one a, an attempt for a girl, or was it? Uh, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> It was just destined to have boys, huh? We're destined, to, yeah. We were destined to have boys, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's great, man. Well, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we met through Facebook, and um, it's it's uh, it's cool to learn learn things. Yeah, and um, I like to. I've said it. I say it all the time on this podcast. That's mm-hmm. I use this podcast to learn things about people. Yeah. And uh, again, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, um, and hopefully, people get some out of it. So yeah, thanks a lot. I definitely appreciate it as well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again to my guest, health coach Michael Woods, for coming on the podcast today. This episode and all episodes are sponsored by Real JP Multimedia. For all your audiovisual needs, visit realjp.com, R E E L J P.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This is another edition of the Princess Pod with Lillian Melcher. Lillian, how are you today? Good. Yeah? How was, uh, how was your day at school today? Good. I got on pink today. On pink? Yeah. That's good. and But that's not the highest, right? The highest is on top of pink. No, the highest is you're already on top of pink, then you clip up again, then you get a jack ticket. Oh, so it's like double on top of pink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. But I mean, that was yesterday you were on top of pink, right? Yeah, but I didn't clip up again. I was trying to. That's all right. <laughs> um, earlier today, you were telling me about recess. What happened at recess today? No, that was not at recess. Oh. Well, at recess we play. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. What happened to PE? What happened um, to PE? I I thought you said you made like forty-one buckets or something. Oh yeah, I made forty-one, but like outside, outside. Wait. So was it recess, at recess or PE? That's what I was asking about. At recess. recess at recess. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I made forty-one. 41. Yep. Oh, nice. Is it hard to keep track when you got to count that high? Yeah. Um, when the wind is so strong, it blew my ball so high. What kind of balls do you play with? Like, like tennis like, balls or? No, they're like balls that are like as big. Like, like those red kick balls we have in the backyard? No. Are those, are they smaller than those? Yeah. It's like a softball, like this big? No, it's like. Like a basketball? Um, as big as this. Oh, as big as the the spit guard that we have on here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so what you what special did you have in school in class today? P E. Oh, it was P E. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what else did you what did you play in P E? The jumping game. Oh, the jumping game. What is that? 
It's like a game where you jump in hula hoops, do rock, paper, scissors. If you, oh, lose, you have to go. I remember. I remember seeing that game. So, so like one person starts on one end and you start on the other end. Yeah. How do you know that game? I remember. I see. Saw it on TV. So 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 explain it to me. So when you meet up with with the other team, what yeah, do you, you you have to have one hula hoop. Like say this is a hula hoop. I'm right here. Like yeah. Silas is right there or Harlow. Yeah. I had to verse Harlow. Oh, that's all right. Sometimes <laughs> um, you got to verse your friends. So um, and then you have to have one hula hoop um in, in between. between you. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you play rock paper scissors. If let's say Harlow's there, she picks paper and I pick she picks paper and I pick rock that means she beat me and then what happens to you you go to the back of the line yeah and then um Preston goes and Dylan goes and I go do you want me to the people on my team Preston and Dylan Preston and Dylan yeah Harlow is not on my team she has um Hudson and Tyler Tyler had a birthday today it was uh, his birthday so uh. now me Harper Benjamin and Ryan and Tyler are all six in the class. All six oh, years old? Yeah, this and Silas. shifted without and, me knowing. And Silas because he had he has birthdays in the summertime. Wait, he has multiple birthdays? You no, said birthdays. He had, no, he just had birthdays in the, you know, like Again, bir- the S, birthdays. Though. Birthdays but, in the summertime because he has a lot of birthdays. But... Okay, just birthday. But only, only uh, everybody he only has, has a, one birthday. <laughs> he has a birthday in the summertime. Uh, okay, all right. So he's six. He was six all before I. Oh. So Harper was the second, I think. Yeah. You're always gonna be one of the oldest ones too. Yeah, I'm like me and Tyler and Harlow are like the tallest. The tallest. Yeah. Yeah. And Preston. Do you like being the tallest? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Guys. It's fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this well, thing is tall. What else you got to say? Anything? Anything for your fans? Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should we should make uh, Princess Pod T-shirts or stickers. <gasps> yeah, stickers. yeah, yeah. Can we? Can we? Well, uh, we'll have to put a no. note. We'll have to put a note out there. Princess Pod T-shirt or uh, stickers. Cause stickers. my middle name is Aurora. Put Aurora on there. Yeah. Then fist bumps that are punching her. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Bye. Bye.